South Africa's local elections on the horizon. These are the five key questions that you should be thinking about after the election is done. The Seizure and Bofu Welsh Experience Podcast. Spread the fire fam, welcome back to SMWX. If you're new around here, my name is Dr. Sizwe Mpofu-Walsh and on this here channel, we explore South African politics through interviews and analysis. And in today's video, I wanna take a look at five key questions that we need to be asking after this election. Now, before we get into that, I just wanna say, like, share, subscribe. You know how it is, you know what to do. And also, if you want to become a member of this channel, get membership benefits, extra content, please do become a member. Help us on the road to 100 members. Also, help us on the road to 30,000 subscribers. Thank you for helping this channel to grow. Right, let's get into today's video. And what I want to do is look at five key questions confronting this election, not just in the build-up, but especially after the election. So. Let's get into those five key questions, starting with number one, which is, will the ANC drop below 50%? The Caesar and Bofu Walsh Experience, SMWX. So, it has never happened in democratic South Africa before, but in this election, it's possible, I'm not sure where the probable, we can look at some of the numbers which are scant, especially because of COVID right now. But it's possible that the African National Congress, South Africa's governing party since 1994, could for the first time drop below 50% of the vote nationally. Now, I know this is a local election, so the national vote is really just symbolic. But still, for the ANC not to get over 50% of the total votes cast in an election would be a dramatic turning point, I would argue, in South African politics. It would be the first time when a South African electorate said, we do not have full confidence in this party and we are not going to give it a majority, an overall majority of the vote. Now, this could happen in a number of ways. Remember in uh, local government elections, you vote directly for ward councillors, but also uh, for a proportional representation vote within your council or uh, district municipality. So could the ANC fall below 50% of the ward vote? Could it fall below 50% of the total PR vote in the country? When you combine all the ballots, could the ANC fall below 50%? This is really fascinating stuff that we need to keep an eye on, but I think this could signal the paracme of ANC rule. What is a paracme? A paracme is the, the turning point in a curve or a peak where it, start, it stops going up and starts going down. And for the ANC to tip over 50%, that could be the point of, of no return, really, for, for the party. Of course, it could cling on to that 50%. Remember in the 2019 election, it managed to punch at 57% of the overall vote. But in 2016, when we looked at the overall vote, the ANC was more like at 53. So for me, this is gonna be a fascinating question and I'm gonna be looking at that overall vote 
just for symbolic purposes to see whether for the first time the African National Congress comes below 50%. The Ciswe Mbofu Walsh Experience, SMWX. So question two is, will this election be declared free and fair? And what litigation might flow after the election? Remember, this election is unique to the extent that the Constitutional Court ultimately had to pretty much decide when the election would happen. I know the IEC ultimately decided the date and it was promulgated um, eventually by the government, but the IEC uh, really relied on a constitutional court judgment which said in the build-up to this election, you have to hold this election by the deadline um, and you can't hold it later in the year as the Moseneke Commission proposed uh, just a few months ago. So. The question is that after the election, could we see litigation around the freeness and fairness of this election? Or will parties, as they have typically and traditionally done in South Africa, accept the results? Now, the way things seem, uh, because South Africa is at a good place in terms of its battle against COVID-19, we're at uh, a trough in cases and deaths right now, there isn't a lot of talk from political parties that uh, they don't believe that this election is being held freely and fairly. However, always bear in mind that an election necessarily means that there will be losers and that losers often act in very strange ways. And so could there be any kind of challenge to the electoral outcome? Um, we know that although the IEC has retained uh, a fair degree of legitimacy uh, by global standards, that it has come under increasing attack during this election. And so another question is, uh, to what extent will the results of this election provoke further uh, questions of the IEC's credibility and how will the IEC answer those? I remember being at the results center in the 2019 election and a whole bunch of small parties clubbed together to try and kind of uh, take over the IEC results center. But ultimately people realized that it was, it, it just was uh, uh, an unnecessary flight of fancy. Um, however, if more parties uh, start to get uh, agitated by irregularities, then the IEC is probably at its most vulnerable position um, that it's ever been. So what will the challenges look like after this election? I think that's something that we need to keep a, a firm eye on. The Ciswe Mbofu Walsh Experience, SMWXX. Right, question number three is what will the coalition dynamics look like in this election? I think one thing is fairly certain in at least one major city, but probably in a raft of major cities, we won't see one party prevailing and being able to create a government on its own, or at least a local administration on its own. And as we saw in 2016, this will provoke a series of uh, cooperation agreements or coalition agreements. Now, one thing is very important to bear in mind. In 2016, the EFF didn't want to go into formal coalitions. In other words, didn't want to be part of the executive structures of municipalities. It didn't want to have MECs, etc. 
and set policy for the municipalities, but it, it uh, gave certain parties its votes to form their own administrations. However, EFF uh, President Julius Malema has stated categorically that the EFF's aim now, if they are in a position where they can decide which way a municipality can go, as they were, for example, in places like Joburg and Tswane uh, in the previous election, then they want to govern a municipality this time around. So they will say, okay, ANC or DA or whoever, if you want to govern Joburg, then give us Eteguini or vice versa or Tswane or something like that. So could we see the first EFF-led uh, municipality in this election? That would be very interesting or an EFF coalition of sorts, an EFF-led coalition in exchange for another municipality. Well, depending on the outcome, I think that's something that we may just see. Um, of course, uh, uncertainties always surround politics, but what's different about this time around is that the EFF has set that intention. I think it's also gonna be interesting to see what kinds of coalitions are, are built around either the ANC or the DA. Which kind of partners is the ANC going to try and bring in? The weaker the ANC is, the more partners it will have to try and it will have to try and uh, attract. And the same for any other party in a municipality. So, the coalition arrangements are going to, believe me, uh, dominate the news cycle immediately as the dust settles on the actual results. Because suddenly, there's going to be a period of horse trading, and it's going to be particularly interesting to see how all of that pans out, the ANC will be very keen, desperate, to hold on to as many uh, major cities as it can, and uh, other parties will be keen to dislodge the ANC from power. So focusing on the coalition dynamics, I think is something that we need to be thinking about even before the election gets going. The Caesar Mbofu Welsh Experience, SMWX. Okay, number four is the rise of new parties and independent candidates and what this will mean for the 2021 election and elections going forward. It seems to me that South Africa is in a bit of a strange place to the extent that every election there are more and more parties, but sometimes it feels like fewer and fewer options. And so we're seeing an increasing fragmentation of the political space and the political spectrum, breaking up into smaller and smaller pieces. Now, this means that even smaller and smaller players, when they club together, or even sometimes in and of themselves because of the nature of municipal uh, power, may be in a position uh, to wield great power. In addition, independent candidates will also probably be uh, more now than in any election before. We've got interesting experiments like Musi Maimane, the former leader of the DA's One South Africa movement, contesting various uh, swing uh, wards and districts and, and places in South Africa. I think they're identifying 10. We've always got breakaway independent candidates from the ANC, DA and EFF who, you know, uh, break away from the party and try to do their own thing. So how much more fragmented will South Africa's political space become? And what will new parties like the Patriotic Alliance be demanding in places like Joburg, Nelson Mandela Bay, and uh, Action SA in, J in Johannesburg? So 
The political space is evolving. It's evolving towards greater fragmentation, greater dispersal of power. And in that process, uh, you have the, the, the smaller players potentially being in, in positions of uh, veto status, despite their relative smaller size. So I think that's gonna be one thing to cast a very careful eye over after this election. The Cizwe Mbofu Walsh Experience, SMWX. Finally, number five is COVID. What is going to be happening with COVID in this election? This is still a very important public health question. And although South Africa has in many ways got lucky that uh, our vaccination efforts and a combination of just the natural end of the third wave have meant that this election is happening almost at the perfect time where cases and deaths are down. There's no doubt that this election, all the campaigns surrounding it, uh, the big national effort to get people to vote and voting day itself will probably result in some increase in COVID-19 cases. And it will be interesting to see the uh, double effect of um, COVID, uh, what this election will do to cases, and the coalition politics going on at the same time, and potential challenges to this election as well. But I don't think we can take our eye off the COVID-19 ball. Uh, it always feels as if, you know, COVID will never come back when you're at the, the trough of a wave. But epidemiologists seem united that South Africa will have a fourth wave. And when we are entering that fourth wave in the wake of this election, what will the wisdom of holding this election early look like? How will COVID-19 affect not only municipal governance, but even the politics surrounding municipal governance? Because in the early life of these uh, newly created municipalities, they will probably have as their first order of business another wave of COVID-19 to deal with, questions of how they get the vaccination rollout in South Africa right, and so the COVID public health question will always collide with the local government question. And so that's another thing. And the final thing in this video to keep an eye on ahead of and after the 2021 local government elections. Like, share and subscribe. Look forward to becoming a member of this channel down below. And I hope you join further videos as we explore and dissect and analyze the 2021 local government elections. Spread the fire. I hear you. The Caesar and Walsh Experience Podcast. I hear you.